Black Star Radio, not just Reconciliation Week. We've had Sorry Day Friday last week, and it is also a very important couple of days in the Torres Strait. One we've just had is the 30th anniversary of the first raising of the Torres Strait flag, and then coming up shortly is Mabo Day. This time around, I just want to take a look at the Torres Strait flag. I have uh, Bernard Nomack Jr., whose father was the one that designed the flag. And Bernard, thank you very, very much for your time. No worries. Thank you for having me. It's amazing to think that it's been 30 years since the design that your father did for the flag uh, was first accepted and raised. Mm, yes, 30 years, a uh, long time. Yeah, no, because I've been overseas uh, and, you know, I've, I've been to places like London uh, and uh, other parts of the world um, and I've seen the flag flown on top of government um, buildings and stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty good to see how far the, the Torres Strait flag has flown, you know. It's pretty amazing. How did you feel when you saw uh, just only the other day that the Torres Strait flag, along with the Aboriginal flag and the uh, Australian flag, was displayed uh, behind the incoming federal government with their acceptance speech? Yeah, I was pretty amazed, you know. Um, I thought to myself, you know, it, it took uh, you know thirty years, but uh, it, it was certainly one that has brought you know a sense of pride in um, in not only myself but um, the family and also the community um, up here in the Torres Strait. But you know, people, um, families, you know, friends, uh, mainland, feeling a bit um, proud um, to see that flag being included. Um, in with the um, Australian flag flying next to the Aboriginal flag as well. And when we take a look at the flag, because I know you saw your father when he was designing the flag uh, for yeah, this was, competition. Yeah, I was uh, I was eight, eight years old when Dad um, was doing all the sketches um, for the flag, and there was many nights uh, that he would sit up till like early hours of the morning doing all the sketches, and there was times. Um, as I was saying in my re reflection speech um, at the 30th anniversary of the flag here on Thursday Island, that um, there was many sleepless nights. Um, myself, my sister, mum and dad, and my grandma, we all lived in a two-bedroom house on Thursday Island, and um, we would sleep in the lounge. <laughs> and me, my grandma, and my sister, we would sleep in the lounge, and when dad used to do all these sketches, um, we would... Um, go and sleep in the in the spare room because dad would need that space to do all the sketches on a, on a dining table it was really nice when he would you know go back to the um back of the island where my granddad uh Eti Powell was staying because my granddad was involved in the 1967 referendum back in the early days when a group of elders just traveled down from Thursday Island uh down to you know fight for freedom uh, and asked to be included um, as well. So he had a wealth of knowledge, my granddad, and uh, he used to give advice to my dad when dad used to um, do all the sketches about the importance of the colours and the importance of the symbol that we see on the flag today. So uh, many nights we would uh, stay stay up with mum and dad and my granddad. Um, and they used to talk. Uh, at the dining table at my granddad's place. And, um, yeah, and Dad used to take whatever information that he got from my granddad 
back to our home and he would sit up late and do all the sketches. So all the colours and the symbol that you see on the flag today has a deep, meaningful um, meaning behind those colours where the green is the land, the blue is the waters, um, the black is uh, the indigenous people up here, and the diary or the headdress symbolises Torres Strait Islanders and the five-pointed star that you see on the flag today represents not only the star constellation because our forefathers used to use the star as a navigation to bring them safely back to their destination. The stars not only represents, you know, uh, navigation as a seafaring people up here in the Torres Strait, but also the five um, cluster groups um, as well up here, the eastern islands, uh, the central islands, top western islands, the inner islands um, of the Torres Straits, and also the, the mainland Australia as well, where most of the Torres Strait Islanders have relocated down to mainland um, and still not forgetting about the connection up here. So Dad included uh, them as well. So it has a representation of everyone um, to be included in the flag and also the importance of the green, the black, the blue, and also the diary as well. And your thoughts really of the 30th anniversary, because I know you had a speech uh, regarding the reflections of the last 30 years, but it must be a lot of immense pride within yourself and your extended family. Yeah, uh, I talk about reflection, you know, honouring all the legacies of uh, my four uh, great uh, forefathers. Uh, a lot of them had, uh, you know, really impacted on our family, where, you know, my granddad was involved in the 1967 referendum on my mum's side and on my dad's side. Uh, his grandfather was uh, one of the first chairmen of the uh, the first Islanders Council over at uh, Masik. And um, so really it was, you know, uh, not only our, our family, but also the extended family had, uh, you know, a great sense of pride because of the connection that um, we have um, and uh, seen that on the 30th anniversary of the um, Torres Strait flag, which was held um, at the local community at the back of Thurs Island, uh, the community of Tamai, Tamai Town. It was a good, uh, it was a really good day. It started off at the dad's um, resting place at the TI Cemetery where families um, gathered there to pay respect um, to my dad and um, speeches. You know, my mum had a talk and, you know, she talked about um, the struggle that she faced um, after dad passed away. Because uh, dad passed away, I think, about seven months after the flag got accepted. So my mum talked about the struggle that she faced as a young widow raising me and my siblings and having to relocate um, as well to to Weepa, where she, you know, picked seeds just to survive. Um, and, yeah, she talked about the struggles, but also a, a sense of pride in my mum as well to see how many Torres Strait Islanders have embraced uh, the flag over 30 years. Because the flag itself, I think, was actually recognised by the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Commission, or ATSIC, as that was mm. called then, about 92, I think, and it was actually recognised as the, officially as a flag of Australia in 1995, if I'm correct. 
Yeah, so the flag was officially recognised uh, as one of the official flags, uh, yeah, um, back in 1995. And, um, yeah, it's been really... Um, it's been really great to see, you know, um, not only us uh, Torres Strait Islanders up here, but just around Australia, like how people, like non-Indigenous people and so uh, the Indigenous people as well have embraced and, yeah, go with the flag. Plus also you've been involved with, I think, a documentary, was it, in 2017, five years ago, uh, called Carry the Flag, but you're also uh, an author. You're about to release a children's book this year. Yeah, this year, um, so the film documentary, I wanted to do something nice in, in honour of Dad, so uh, I teamed up with my work, um, Tiba in Darwin, and um, also Tamarind Tree um, Pictures, which is a locally-based film up in the Northern Territory, uh, took on that project and did an amazing job um, in creating a nice uh, legacy of Dad in a 28-minute film, and I thought, you know, being in radio for 22 years, a nice way to to end, I guess, you know, not end completely, but just taking a break, is do a children's book, which is similar to the film documentary, but I guess the main target audience for the book it will be kids, you know, because uh, I feel like once kids um, grow up with that knowledge around the flag, then they'll have it with them as they grow older. We was hoping to get it released um, for the 30th anniversary um, for the flag, but, you know, due to restrictions and COVID and uh, because the company is based in Western Australia, um, we're hoping to be have it done by uh, NAIDOC this year. But fingers crossed, it'll be out um, sometime this year. Bernard, honestly, I think with the, the flag and also with what your father has done. I really hope that throughout the generations still to come, the legacy of the flag and how it was created and your father's name continues because it is an honour to speak to you about such mm. an important part of the modern Torres Strait. Bernard Nomek Jr., thank you very, very much for your time. All the very best in the future. Look forward to seeing that book come out and uh, talk to you another time. No worries. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bernard Nomak Jr., whose father was the one that designed the Torres Strait flag 30 years ago.